Tyron, welcome back to the show. I miss you, brother. It's been a while, my man. How you been? Good. How you doing, man? I'm doing well. I can't complain. You know, it's it's, it's not the same humidity as Thailand, but in Miami, it's very similar. Yeah. You know, um, like 17 gallons of water is required to drink a day. And, um, Damn. you know, I've been getting some great work out here. Yeah. So, yeah, man, you got a big one coming up, dude. August 28th, Miami, Showtime Boxing, Jake Paul. Um, buddy, yeah. I was so praying you would get this fight, and I'm still shocked that he agreed. But I'm so happy for you, man. This is like <laughs> this is like the, a yeah. dream dream for you, I think, in my opinion. And I'm so happy that you get it because I think you deserve it. And man, I'm just so shocked. I'm so shocked still that he took the fight, and and you're gonna get this opportunity. And I love seeing how serious you're taking it, man. Because you know I know you. I've trained with you. We've trained together in Thailand, and you know I've seen you training in America, boxing, Freddie Roaches at Wildcard, everything else, and like. You're motivated, bro. Like, there's no doubt. You're motivated. You're training hard. You're taking it serious. I love it, man. You know, when I look at this fight, I just think about all the years when I was younger. The only sport I really wanted to do was boxing. Yeah. I never got an opportunity. And as my MMA career, I man, I've been in it for 16 years. So you look at 16 years in a game, you've never boxed by then. You think that, you know, it's too late in your career to maybe even have a boxing fight. <clears throat> so... I really got into the sport of mixed martial arts because I wanted to box as a kid. I couldn't. And I also watched like all when all these wrestlers I knew they were they were all doing it. I'm like, shit, let me give it a try, right? I can technically box in MMA. So the whole reason why I got into MMA was because of the boxing component of it. So I'm excited. And I'm just preparing myself to do multiple boxing fights. So this is not just all oh, let me just grab a money grab. This is me being prepared to become a boxer as well as a mixed martial artist and just take on another um, form of combat sports. Yeah, and see, I know that. And a lot of people don't seem to know that. I mean, obviously, Jake Paul clearly doesn't know that. And a lot of the journalists that are breaking this fight down, a lot of the interviewers don't know this. Like, Muhammad Ali is your idol. Like, like you, you've you been following boxing for a long time. You were Freddie Roach yeah. doing wild card with Arnold Chan and Lynn and all those guys. I saw you down the years right. ago training boxing. You, you've been training boxing far more than Jake Paul, like, like putting the time and hitting. I mean, if you look at like how many pads you've done compared to him, it's like, you can't even, it's, you can't even multiply it out. So it's like, it's crazy to me that nobody knows that, or at least not that many people know that, that boxing is a passion of yours and you've actually trained as a boxer. When you think about Jake Paul, he, he probably trained it for, cause it was fun. He probably trained yeah. it cause you know, all this is fun as box. You know, it's, it's a great, great way to stay in shape. And they, they watch it and they're fans of it. Like, you know, obviously having access to maybe getting some private trainers and, you know, getting the best gyms and things like that. He probably had that. And he probably started punching, like, you know, I like this. You know, maybe I should do, you know, maybe I should try one, right? Yeah. It was a maybe I should try one for him, but it was a lifestyle for me. It was a career. It was, you know, you know, years and years and years of doing this. So the mind, we, we just not the same. We different. We think different. And, um, you know, I fought because I had to even before then, you know. He he's he, he probably started training boxing and enjoyed the boxing training. Right, right, right. And like it was just something to build up what they were doing before, which was YouTube vlogging. But then he started to like it. And they said, Oh, well, maybe I can do this. And he basically jumped the line in many people's eyes. So that's why people have a lot of they take a lot of issue with him. But if he trained hard, he's prepared for a fight and he can punch, it's a fight. It's a real yeah. fight. You gotta yep. be prepared for it. You gotta, you know, be be ready to beat Canelo and if it's easy then just watch him hit the ground like Jello. Look at that. It's a bar for you. Yeah. And, you know, I can sit here and bash him all <laughs> I want, like all the MMA fighters and say this, that, and the other. But it's like the, the, the issue is the guy's a fighter. And, and I know you said this, too. He has got in there. And that's, that's the, one of the hardest things is getting in there and fighting. Um, he's knocked people out. 
Um, you know, he hasn't had to fight someone that's uh, that's trained in striking and and definitely even close to your level. Um, but he's crazy, and I and I've heard you say this as well. He's a crazy dude. So he, yeah. he he he's crazy enough to get in there and and like you. I think I heard you in an interview talk about how he's that type of guy that's gonna take a beating and be like laughing about you know until he gets knocked out you know the whole time because he's just he's just that crazy yeah. so um you know i give him respect for taking the fight and going for it but i think it was obviously a bad move on on his part to jump up this this big of a level but great for you and and i know this is a passion of yours and and this is something you've always wanted to do and this is the best opportunity you could possibly ever have what was it like when you found out that he agreed and actually was going to really do it because i mean obviously he talks a lot and the, the dylan danis and the ben Askren went on for ages before he finally announced it when he finally said yes tyron i'm going to do it and, and the contracts are coming in what were you thinking like what, what was your first thoughts my first thought you know and still kind of to this moment it feels a little bit more right now because uh, you know a poster out we did face off and showtime bringing us out you know um but before then, it was just like I was like, man, this time won't really happen. It was like it was like one of those things they like, you know, I'm scared to even post a lot of the training video. I'm like cutting some of the stuff that makes me look like a savage out because I don't want them to get freaked out and be like, no, nah, you know, all my leg hurt. And that's why I said we need the anti bitch clause because when he sees like <laughs> people don't really understand how long I've been boxing and how many world champion boxers I've sparred. Yeah, I know. And how many years and different trainers and just the the way that I fight is really revolved and based around boxing. Everything I do is um, around boxing. So um, I know when he sees that, I mean, maybe it'll make him train harder. Maybe he'll want to, you know, really, really test levels. So look at his brother. His brother went out there and he really, really, really wanted to go out there and say, you know what, I gave him my all against Floyd Mayweather. And I nobody can say he didn't. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, he definitely with the distance, and, and he has fight experience. I wouldn't say – I mean, I know he's got the knockouts, but I, I wouldn't say Jake Paul has that fight experience yet. He doesn't really know how good of a fighter he is. Like, like as you can probably relate to this, we find out how good of fighters we are be, when we fight. We find out who, how good yeah. our chin is. We find out how good our conditioning is. We find out how good our strength is, our wrestling, our striking. Yeah. We don't know this shit in the beginning. Like, I'm just as surprised right. I got a strong chin as anyone else, or a weak chin, or, or a good takedown, or a good takedown yeah. defense. So you learn that as you go. He hasn't had time to learn all these different things, and he's going to have to find out a lot in this fight. Logan, on the other hand, who I think is not as good of a boxer and fighter as Jake Paul, but he did go out there and fight Floyd Mayweather, and he got experience. He went out there, and he had to suck it up, and he was tired, and he had to clinch, and he had to yeah. punch. So he's got experience now. Now he knows what it's like to be tired and be a fighter and dig deep and, and have to be a so, – so that's one thing about Jake Paul that he doesn't have yet, and uh, I, I think he's underestimating what, what that's going to be like when he gets out there. Um, but man, I'm, I'm stoked because I know you've been boxing for a long time. You come to AK Thailand, man. And like you hit the pads and it's crazy. Like we have people that don't even know it's you that are there and they see from behind and, and there's like crowds of people around you by the time your session's over and they don't even realize it's you five time UFC champion, Tyron Woodley. They're just knowing that someone's out there crashing mm -hmm. these pads, looking like a savage. And this was like mm -hmm. recent. I mean, it's not like you're old, man. This, mm -hmm. this wasn't 10 years ago. Like this was like a year and a half, two or two years ago, whatever. It's like, yeah. you're savage. I gotta bro. get back out there, man. It's been a while. Well, I appreciate that, man. I gotta get back out there. And it's just like, for me is, um, I just really trained with some of the best guys, you know, believe it or not, I actually started my first boxing ever, anything was in Houston. And I trained with, um, with Eve Everest and, and Lewis, right? And I was like, I don't want to box. I remember. Yep. So did I. That's how I started. Eve Edwards and Lynn. We all and then and the guy named Jace and we all started together at Tim Moosels and Bushi Bond and all that stuff. And we all came up together. And then eventually, obviously, you met 
those guys as well. And, and, and then we met at AKA, like we, we go back and forth, me and you through our whole careers. It's pretty funny how that worked out. That's crazy. You know, that, that was my first time somebody teaching me how to punch. It was, um, even, um, um, what's, his name was Lewis. I was like, really just, you know, we were kind of doing our own thing a little bit. So yeah. we was kind of giving ourselves what we saw on TV. It wasn't not, it wasn't a lot on TV. Yeah. It wasn't like, it wasn't nothing to really base it off of. So that's what I was doing. And then the first time I formally had a boxing guy, I was like, all right, let me show you how to box. In Houston, and I was sweating. It was crazy. He was freaking just crazy striker at the time, and I was a wrestler, so I was trying to help him. He had thought like Jeremy Stevenson and a couple guys that beat him, and he needed help with wrestling. So Lynn found me on MySpace. Yeah, yeah, I remember this. Message on MySpace. <laughs> I remember this. He searched all the internet uh, and found a, a, a brochure that says "Nation's Best," but he my Chris Whalen had a camp called "Nation's Best." It didn't mean like. Everybody agreed it. it. That was just a slogan. But in Lynn's mind, this is the best camp. And it actually wasn't that. It was a small camp. So he found this small baby camp in Missouri called Nation Best. And the only thing that made him call me is that I had one or two amateur fights. So he Googled it, saw that I was a wrestler All-American, and I was coaching, which means I'm willing to coach somebody. He asked me what I trained Eve Edwards. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck Eve Edwards is or MMA. I didn't even really know MMA that well. <laughs> I said, but I'll fucking do it, shit. So I started this as a wrestling coach. Yeah. So if I started something as a wrestling coach, and it was, um, you know, I was doing this so much, and I got in such good shape, I'm like, fuck it, let me give it a try. And if I win five world titles that way, and boxing is a sport that I've always wanted to do, the only sport I've never done in my life. Like, when I start posting these pictures, you'll see the difference in my look, and me smiling and having fun, and, you know, me dancing the music. It's fun, man, and and I can honestly feel like I do deserve a training camp like this. So I train really hard, but it's about wrestling and grappling and this and blocking this and the elbow coming underneath and you get on the back and you take your back and this is where you get out. But you're fucking tired or you got hit with a punch and you loopy. And, you know, let's do it 17 four rows. You know, you motherfuckers simulate that bullshit. Yeah. The fucking air down bike. Yeah. Go as crazy as you can for the chance that you may feel somewhere we never probably going to feel like that in yeah, a fight. Yeah. <laughs> but we train ourselves because we're crazy in the head. We train ourselves to be able to punch and stuff when we're tired and hope that if we get there in a fight, we won't be scared. He ain't did that. You know he hasn't done. Yeah, no. We, we different. <laughs> and the thing is, that that's what I loved about following your journey so much, man, because like I knew about Lennon and, and those guys getting you for Eve and all that back in the day. And then to, to, to be recruiting you off MySpace to help another MMA fighter and then you doing it and then following that journey through your career up through Strikeforce and everything else and then getting in the UFC and then becoming a five time champion. Like it, it was incredible, man, because like you started out just helping out yeah. someone else. And, 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 and volunteering it yourself to come and, and be kind of like a, a coach. And then you turned out to be this, 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 I mean, one of the best fighters of all time. Um, let me ask you real quick. Let me rewind just because I want to touch back on something I've seen when you, when you were at the stare down and you looked them in, in the eyes of the first time when we're fighters and we look guys in the eyes and, and we're real fighters and we've been in there and especially you ahead of me with your world champion fights, fighting savage guys, world champions, whatever else. You can tell a lot from looking in somebody's eyes. You can see a lion sometimes. You can see a fake lion sometimes. You can see guys that don't look intimidating, but yet they're still ready in game. And, and then you can see guys that are scared. You, you, can, you can tell a lot. And I think you'd probably be able to tell a lot more than me with who you've looked in the eyes. What did you see? Because like, I noticed you looked in his eyes and he didn't look back in yours. What, what did you see when you looked in the eyes of Jake Paul when y'all stared each other down? What was your thoughts on that? He's nervous. 
Yeah, that's what I thought too. And he's he's nervous, and I feel like he thought he was supposed to look a certain way, or look or look away, or play it off, or basically not make a big deal about it, like he had been there before, like it was just a life flex. But he was just nervous. He was breathing out weird. Yeah, it was hot in there, but that's what I kind of saw. That's what I feel like. He, I said, I said, what have you ever done besides buy out the whole fucking Gucci store? I said, yeah, this is a Gucci Disney collab. But then I just shit on it. I was like, nobody cares. Like, he's he's raised by rap music. People rap about what I lived in. That's the difference. He's raised in dresses of what he sees and hearing a rap song. People are rapping about my street, Ferguson. That's why I walk through Ferguson with my hands up. That's common in John Legend. They're talking about my street I lived on. So the difference is we're not the same. We're not cut from the same cloth. And that's that's another component that people really don't understand how important it is when you're fighting, when you get in the trenches, you get in a bad spot, you're in a, a fight that ain't going your way, or you're in a situation where you can just quit and give up. One of us is used to not, and one of us is never even had a chance to fucking see if he's ready or not. But he's going to get that chance real quick. He's gonna get it. I'm going to give him a chance to quit. I don't think he's going to quit, though. But I'm gonna give him a chance to. So, in an ideal, in a breakdown of the fight or a prediction, like in an ideal situation, I know you're going for KO for sure. I mean, you're gonna go and try and knock this guy out. What's an ideal situation though? Are you gonna try and punish him? Are you gonna try and drag him into deep water a little bit and and, and show him what being a fighter is about? Or are you gonna take the fastest? You know, I mean, don't give away your strategy, but I'm just saying, are you looking to just KO him and just get yeah. it over with, or are you looking to make a point? I guess is the best way of putting it. I'm not trying to make a point for everybody else that everybody wanted to see me just, you know, break his jaw and beat him up and shut him up pretty much because they don't understand what he's doing. And most people like to see us just do one thing. And when people start crossing over, I find this myself. So it's a certain point I kind of relate to him. Like yeah. people don't want to see the Disney guy go YouTube or the YouTube guy go fucking um, eSport. The eSport guy go MMA or all he cheating. No, something he did well in another profession or another form of art opened up a window for this. Just like if The Rock was doing WWE, it opened up Akin or Brock Lesnar being a collision wrestler, opened up um, pro wrestling, which opened up USC. You know what I mean? Yeah. Brock probably could have made it straight out of wrestling, but, like, this ain't the first time we've seen this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or, you know, a musician that's, you know, you look at um, Andre 3000 or Most Def or Tupac, when you saw them in movies, man, you at that point in time, you're not thinking about them in rap. You're not thinking about their music. You're thinking about how they bodied that role, right? Yeah. So at the end of the day, I feel like he is acting to the point where he's trying to control the narrative. This young Disney kid, blogger, yeah. he's really hedging his bet. You know what I mean? I'm taking on the five-time champion, seasoned veteran, you know, very good striking, you know what I mean? And the Disney kid, the Disney vlogger, I'm like, come on, no, this is a man. You a man, I'm a man. You have something to say, let's hear about it, right? So that's what he's doing. He's even smart enough to do that, but I flustered him. And it tells me that, like, he had in his mind how he thought the pressure was going to go. He had in his mind what he thought he was going to say. Yeah. And then I, I even broke him off and said, ah, I beat your ass. Ah, yeah. beat your ass, right? And he just got mad that he couldn't say nothing. And it's like, when you get somebody that's frustrated that way, that means that if the fights don't go their way, according to the plan, he don't really know how to respond. 
you don't know how to respond to it. I mean, he know? keeps he keeps throwing these like side things in, like donate your money to this and I'll double this, trying to make it seem like you're you're worried and, and you're underconfident. But he's screaming underconfidence. I mean, to me, this whole narrative of like uh, I'm a YouTuber and I'm a I'm a Disney guy. It, what the fuck does that mean, dude? You were you were a Disney boy. That means you were a kid. Anybody can be on Disney. It doesn't mean you can't fight because you were on Disney. It doesn't mean you aren't alpha. Muhammad Ali could have been on Disney when he was a kid. You're 40 years old. Okay, that's obvious. I'm also black. I'm also 5'9". I'm also fucking got my pinky nails not trimmed. I fucking got three kids, four kids. I fucking got two cars. That You'd say the facts, duh. But let's start stating other facts. I'm knocking you the fuck out. Add yeah. that to the list. Yeah. So when you say you're 40 years old, you lost four fights in a row, four fights in a row, and you're gonna knock me out. Since all you're doing is stating facts, I'm not in the fucking middle school, dude. You're not gonna hurt my feelings. You're not gonna tell me my shirt's ugly, and I'm gonna cry. No, I'm gonna beat your ass, and I'm gonna get paid to do it. So I just feel the YouTube thing and the Disney thing is just a way of him saying I'm a Disney boy. I'm a YouTube blogger. So like, if I don't do as good as what you expect, I'm definitely gonna do better than what you expect from a Disney guy or a YouTuber, which just means he's making excuses. Cause like anybody can be a YouTuber and still be a badass. Anybody can be on Disney when they're a child and grow up and be a badass just cause they're charismatic. Yeah. It doesn't mean you're not alpha and you're, you're, you can't be a badass cause you're a Disney kid or cause you're a blogger. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's just an excuse to try to make him look like he's belittling himself so that no matter what happens, it's gonna be better than like what you expect from a Disney kid. But you're not fighting a Disney kid. That kid's over. That's like any kid could be a Disney yeah. kid. So. That narrative is screaming that he's insecure, in my opinion. That's like me saying, oh, you know, he's, you know, Jay Paul, you know, he's a the YouTuber. He's got so many people um, that like some, all these um, people. He make all this money. He got access to all the best trainers and the best nutrition. He never had a rough life like me. And, you know, he's, he's been stress-free and I got a lot of stress. And, you know, I'm just a little young, you know, aspiring guy that's auditioning for the Ultimate Fighter show and never made it. Yeah. I never made it. Tough nine. I tried out and couldn't make it. No, anybody, no, I'm fighting this motherfucker right here that said yes to the contract. Yeah. And now we're going to fight. Once you sign a contract, it's no longer about the organization. It's no longer about what you've done in the past, what he's done in the past. That's all it is. It don't matter what we do for a living. All right, fellas, you want to help support the podcast? I know you do. All this content, all these interviews with these fantastic guests that we're putting out for you, well, now you can. And you can save 20% off and get free shipping by getting the best below-the-waist men's grooming products on the market. I'm talking about Manscaped. All you got to do is go to manscaped.com, M-A-N-S-C-A-P-E-D.com, enter code QUICK at checkout, 20% off, and free shipping. Quick is my nickname. It is not how you use the product. Uh, don't be silly, fellas. Come on. Uh, but Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels, and now they have the new Lawnmower 4.0, which is next level, the best trimmer on the market ever made. What makes it different? It has skin-safe replacement ceramic blades, controllable LED lights, wireless charging dock, and a 7,000 RPM motor with quiet stroke technology, and it's even waterproof. They also have a full line of hygiene and grooming products like the Shears 2.0 Luxury Nail Kit, Crop Mops, Preserver, Reviver, and a lot more. Manscaped has everything you need to appeal to your lady friend, but don't thank me. Thank yourself by going to manscaped.com, entering code QUICK, get 20% off, get free shipping. It's a win-win for you. It's a win-win for us, and you're supporting the podcast. 
so so since you've won so many world championships and and, and I can't relate to this, but uh, where does this win rate? I mean, I mean, it's obviously boxing, which is your passion. It's a big fight. You know, it's it's a you're making a lot of money. It's you're fighting a super famous guy, more famous than anyone you've ever fought, even though you fought better fighters, obviously. Um, you've, you've won titles and belts and all that. Where does this fight rate for you as far as uh, of wins? Like if you, you get a win out there against Jake Paul, where does that rank in your in your in your victories in your mind? You know, I think I think that works in mysterious ways. Like I told you before, boxing is the only sport I've ever wanted run to do before MMA. If it, my love for boxing was not there, I would have never even tried MMA. Right. My coach, the MMA fighter, when King King of the Cage opened pseudo boxing, he was in all that. Bare knuckle, Michael Rogers. Bare knuckle, open palm, you can palm yeah. right in the face. You <laughs> know about all these fights. He was in there, he was in that era, right? And he was my high school wrestling player. I said, man, shit, you fucking crazy, dog. I ain't doing that boy shit. The dude on whole got knee in the face. Knocked out. Oh, shit, crazy. I've been fighting my whole life. I ain't finna jump in there and let, like, have nobody try to tell me how to do it. You know what I mean? That's, yeah. the, that's what I thought of it. So, for me, going from that mindset to actually training and to actually getting to the point where I was at, I saw a lot of people in my sport, a lot of my peers, be able to do both. Conor McGregor, entertainment and sport. Yeah. I saw, you know, Chelsea Sonny, entertainment and Rampage Jackson, entertainment and sport. What I found out from a, from a monetary standpoint, the entertainers and the athletes, if you had both, you could do it consistently. Now, you know, when you become an entertainer, you don't have to win every fight. Well, last time Conor really won a fight, you know what I mean? Like, you beat Cerrone, but yeah, how did that fight even fight, make yeah. sense? You know what I mean? But you know what I mean? So when you when you when you uh, a personality, you're an entertainer, that's when the money, the Diaz brothers and all that's when the money comes in, right? So I wanted to try to from a logical standpoint, I see it's possible a motherfucker put a big toe on the move, let's take off, launch me up. Don't tell me I can't make it to the moon. If one person has had a fucking toe on the soil or the moon, I can fucking go to the moon, yeah. right? Yeah. So I seen the I seen the the rubric. And I knew it very well on how to get to that. And I was trying to do that. And it was a lot of times quite often misunderstood what I was doing. You know what I mean? And how I was doing it. People didn't like the way I was doing it. But that's my way and my method. You just didn't know it. You didn't know Connors or Shell's way until they did it. You know yeah. what I mean? You didn't know that. You didn't know George St. Pierre's way of the Bushido spirit walking out with his gi and being, you know what I mean? He was an all-American, Captain American guy. You've seen guys follow that path. You never saw guys do my path before. Yeah. I was the first one. I was the first one to come out there and drop I Beat Your Ass a single with Wiz Khalifa, who's the first artist to ever do a billion streams on YouTube. Historic. Wow. When Diamond for See You Again just just got a plaque for a billion streams for one song. Damn. That's an icon. And I was able to do my first single ever with him. I started his whole squad in training and adopted a, the martial art lifestyle. That's what I did. Then I did movies and I did TV and I became one of the best analysts at the desk. Then I started writing and now I'm executive producing. And I have a TV show coming out. Oh, good. Did I say that? I got a TV show coming out. I got all these different things that I'm doing, you know, movie scoring and, and management. And, you know, now shit, people making money in and crypto, Bitcoin. So guess what? I got to use the same mindset to figure that out too because it's nothing but business. Once I figure out that form of business, how it works, Rules, guidelines, you know, the do's, don't, etiquette. Now now I'm in there. Now yeah. I'm in there. I'm going to go crazy in it. Um, so that's kind of that's kind of what I did. So this fight for me, what it means is now I finally get the entertainment side. I never really got in the UFC or I never really got in the mixed martial arts. It didn't mean I didn't deserve it, but 
God had a really weird way of the sport I've always wanted to do, <laughs> find an opportunity. What if I would have told Ben I can't corner you? I didn't train him for the whole training camp. He trained by himself. I was busy for my camp. He just wanted me to be there. He just wanted my presence there. What if I wasn't there? What if I would have went all crazy in the back and, you know, took Ben Shine and then I would have got removed from the fight, Ben and I have a cornerman, and then they would have been talking about me fighting him. They would have been talking about the MMA fighter that was an asshole in the back and, you know what I mean, didn't have no fucking home training, right? Yeah. Now look at us. I'm cracking. Yeah. Number one thing on trending on Twitter, you know what I mean, everybody, all my old best friends is back, all the new, all the old new ex-girlfriends is back, all the new... You know, it's funny that falling in that love song. I got to get that video job. I had a guy that was supposed to do this video a long time ago, and I was going to put it out because people was roasting it. I did that in Thailand. I got in the car. You wrote a song in my truck, yeah. and then you performed yeah, it that night at Illusion, dude. <laughs> yeah, people don't understand I'm a real artist. You wrote the I'm song that day, and you performed it that night, <laughs> and we got it on tape, man. We, yeah. we got to release that and one And they went day. crazy. They went yeah. crazy. So the thing that, so I, I got that song done, but I did that that, that video that everybody wrote. That's in my that's in my hotel room in Thailand. Oh yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> that's in Thailand. I did that in Thailand because I was mad. Uh, what's our homie, the driver? Um, Chet. My dog. Yeah, Chet. yeah, yeah. So he swooped me right from the airport. I'm like, oh, what's up? And he heard me yelling with my my girl at the time, and he like, oh shit. He knew he knew because he heard me yelling a lot with her. So it was kind of like an inside thing. <laughs> And then he was like laughing. I was like, no, nah, man, I want to make a song saying I love you, but I can't stand you. You get on my nerves, but I want to smash you. Oh, I'm leaving you. But then she gave you that look. Oh, I thought she was leaving you right back. Right. Everybody's had that. So then that's when I made Falling In Out of Love. I made the song and I was the first time I was using auto tunes and people were listening to me do the song. It was just hearing my raw voice. So they've been roasting it. And I was like, you know what? Duh. Go back and forth. So if you go to all my posts, you'll see 10, 15, 20 people say falling in and out of love. And I always make it my business to go in and out of love with you. Nice. But I low-key fucking did a cover to the song for real. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, I've been waiting on this guy to fix it and finish it because I was going to put it out when I fought Kobe. Because I'm like, all right, Kobe, going to do his research. He's going to go to this falling in and out of love shit. He's going to try to cap on him. But oh, shit, why you at it? Go and check out the video for it. Boom. And direct traffic that way. Everybody going. They going because it could slap. They going because it could be crappy. It could be whack. And then when they go over there, now I want you to come in with the most negative thought of what my music may be like or what this concept may be like. And I want you to watch it with that in your mind. And I guarantee yeah. you, they'd be they be they'd be very surprised. Yeah, for sure, <laughs> for sure, dude. That's it. <laughs> That's so awesome. I guess a couple quick things, real fast, and then I got to get your opinion on something here. Um, just going back real fast to contract because you mentioned the contract earlier. There's a there's an automatic rematch. And then you already signed the contract for the fight. So my question is this, because I'm still worried like you that he, he's going he's gonna to back out of this fight. So now that y'all signed the contract, he has to fight you. But what happens if he gets, you know, I'm, I'm injured or I can't fight? Can he just move on and fight someone else? Or does he have to just reschedule and fight you? No, we just don't even talk about that. We don't even put that in. What people be saying, the energy, universe, Mars, space. But I'm just saying, does he have to fight you next is what I'm saying. He can't just, he can't somehow get out of your fight and go, go take another fight. I don't know what his contract states because you recognize he did a multiple fight deal with Showtime. So I, don't, I mean, I'm not, I don't have the liberty to know what his deal means and what, how does that do with opponents? In the UFC, they do it differently. With Showtime is their own, you know, they're on their own monster. They can do whatever they want. So for me, 
um, I'm just focused on the positive. That's that's the part that was the most nerve-wracking, not the training, not switching over to boxing, getting the new stands. Like, those things were exciting. The thing that was kind of frustrating to me and scary is, like, what if I get all gassed up and pumped up that I'm about to go out here and beat this dude up <laughs> and completely change my narrative, you know what I mean, lift up, lift up my profile, and then he just bitch out, right? So that's why I'm trying to pressure him. So if you try to do that bullshit, I want the fans and hashtag everybody watch this hashtag anti bitch clause. Don't try to <laughs> right. say you bust your hymen during sprints. Don't try to say you know you know you know your <laughs> monthly. Don't say none of that BS. Come and catch the spade. Don't fake <laughs> Corona. You probably got all. You probably drank the Clorox. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. So that's that's kind of like. That's that's actual real variable. That's like a real variable. Like you know, how fighting is always something is it's always about focus on something, right? Yeah. It can be this distraction. It can be women. It can be you know. It's so humid in Texas, and you don't want to go out and train. There's so many different things that can make you not um, want to go out there and do what you want to do. So we always are fighting something. It could be an injury. Yeah. It can be you know your headspace. Could be you had a couple losses. And so so yeah, you 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 never know. You never know when you're gonna. Do something that really explodes you to that next level. And for me, I just been doing so many things and people notice, okay, he do a lot of stuff, but they never really take a stop and listen and watch how I did it. He was the first one to do that. They told me never to open a gym. I would never be a world champion. Dress up here, don't have a gym. Don't open up a gym, you'll never be a world champion. I opened my gym in 2011. Yeah. Five belts later, you know what I mean? I was never supposed to make it. I put that in the post. I put that in the song. I was supposed to be a statistic. Nobody retired from being a gangbanger, you know what I mean? And somebody from the street. I'm I'm not supposed to be where I'm at. And I'm thankful for that. And that's kind of why I feel like I'm the chosen one. Because I put in this place for a reason to show people it's possible. You know what I mean? What's up everybody? I am here in Thailand. This is the first time I've ever been here. Been dying to come here for years. Mike Swick, he's one of the big reasons he's been trying to pull me down here. What he built down here, AKA Thailand, is incredible. There's people here from all over the world. You can train mixed martial arts here, jujitsu. They have weightlifting, they have cardio, and obviously they have Muay Thai, boxing, everything. you guys i know everybody wants to go to thailand because thailand's so cool but you can't come to thailand without coming to aka thailand come on And last thing about boxing real fast, just because I'm curious. Um, I know you got the rematch clause with him or whatever, and that's just side side stuff. But are you looking to possibly, uh, you know, I, I know you're fired about this fight, and I don't want to get past this fight because I, I love seeing how you're fired up about it. You're training. You're, you're in a new place busting your ass every day on my timeline. I fucking love seeing it, man. Um, but it seems like you're fired up about boxing too, not just boxing Jake Paul. Are you looking to maybe possibly uh, have a couple fights uh, even after this uh, and, and depending on who the opponent and, and maybe have a few boxing matches? Oh, for sure. For sure. I'm going to box a couple of times before I do MMA again. So I'm going to box maybe two or three times in a row. Cool. Then I'm going to do MMA. Awesome. So for sure. And I, and I, and I know that by me doing this, all it's going to do is sharpen up my striking for MMA. So it's going to be a blessing to see. I take my mind away 
you know, it's draining. You know, you've been in the UFC, the, the highs and lows, the, the politics, the, the fairweather fans, the, the ride or dies that make it worth it. Yeah. One or two kids that come up to you in the airport, they say, man, I started wrestling because of you, man. I was, yeah. I went to the seafood place and said, man, you know, I look up to you, man. You're the reason why I'm wrestling right now, dude. Like, I watch you and I say, you know what? I'm going to start wrestling. And he never, he went to work never thinking that he ever was going to see me. And he, you know what I mean? If that's a true story, think about that. Yeah. Now that that makes him want to drive even harder because right. I'm not an asshole. We laughing, taking pictures, whatever. So now he he wanted to you know he wanted to turn up and there's people like that that I watch. I'm like you know what they let me know it's possible. Somebody put their toe on the moon. I'm I'm gone. I'm all, it's, it's out of here. Yeah. All right. Well, let me get your opinion on this real fast. So I got a new a podcast logo shirt and I know you're brutally honest. So you're gonna give me your honest opinion. Mm -hmm. And obviously, yeah, yeah. you're obviously going to realize why this animal is related to me because every video I post is about me and this type of animal. But it's also special for you because you are absolutely fucking terrified of this animal. But just monkeys. tell me, other than the fact you're terrified of this animal, gangster ass monkeys in Thailand. Aside from the fact you're t terrified of this animal, what is the what is the the design look like? Are we are we okay? I already knew that shit is hard. That is that okay? Yeah, send me one. That's hard. Oh, you got yeah, it, Yeah, the monkeys. All right. Now, yeah, I thought it was a joke. Now, I want to tell the fans a quick story because um, I got to hop off in a minute. I got to go beat some ass in the gym. But at the end of the day, Mike Swick finessed me when I went out to Thailand. <laughs> and that's not even in his characteristics to finesse. He's a clean-cut guy, hard worker, good dude, <laughs> big heart, take care of his people, and driven. But he tricked me into going up to see the monkeys on Monkey Hill, right? Now, what he did not show me was, you know, I didn't know you had a viral video of the Thug Life video with a monkey basically punched you for your damn I forgot water, to show you those. Scratch you, push you. I didn't see you <laughs> on the beach getting chased by monkeys for one banana. I forgot none to of show people, you that too. None of this stuff did I see. So I went up there, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of angry gangster-ass bananas stealing phones, sunglasses, snatching shit for people, patting them down, checking their fanny packs, looking at their cell phones, jumping on their shoulders. So I'm like, nah, bro, uh, no, I'm right here. I want to get close enough where they can be behind me and people know that I was actually there and it wasn't cap. But I'm not going up there. I'm not feeding them peanuts, bananas. I'm not letting them crawl on my arm. And they made fun of me. Yeah, remember, y'all made fun of me. Yeah. What happened the next couple weeks? Motherfucker got his wrist damn near slit. Russian guy. It was bad, bro. It was bad. <laughs> Blood everywhere. And then after that, the pandemic happened. Nobody was going up there with peanuts and bananas. And they raided shot motherfucking city. Yeah. They came in there like a flood. So they were like the, the army. The joke was not on me. I did not get in the water with the shark and get bit up like the person did the week after. Because I'm using my mind. Using my mind. Then they're not coming. The shark's not coming in the cage without water and fighting me. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I feel about jumping in the ocean. That's how I feel like going up to Monkey Mountain. They're coming out of trees. The dogs are scared of them. Everybody, they like, <laughs> like you walk up and you you see one in front, and all of a sudden you stop and look to the left and right. They surrounding you. Yeah, they're no. crazy. They're crazy. This is not the planet of the apes. I am not doing that monkey meal again. You got me once. You won't get me again, my man. You were smart, man, and, and it was good timing because that dude got thrashed right after right after that happened. Yeah. And then the monkeys just completely raided the city after that, and then like just took over. So you made a smart decision then. And, and last thing, when when are you coming back to Thailand, man? You gonna celebrate after your win and come out and see me or what? After this fight, man. After this fight, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take a couple fights, probably two in a row. Then I'm gonna be very, very much so due for a nice vacation and good training. I'm still people don't I'm not done doing MMA. Like this is fun because it's something for me. This is for me. This is not for everybody. 
I don't care what people think I should do and how I think I should do it. Some people think I should retire. Some people think I should only do MMA. Some people think I should fucking, fucking, I don't know, fucking break dance professionally. Everybody got a thought <laughs> on what you should do. Yeah. What I want to do and what's making me happy is training hard and getting better and having fun with it. And then, you know, going out there and performing and, and reaching some of my goals. So. Well, Tyron, you are my boy, and we go back a long ways, and you are also one of the most talked-about fighters in the world right now, and you're busy, and you're in fight camp, and you're getting ready for the biggest fight of your life. I'm so happy for you, so I want to thank you for taking time out for me, uh, friend or not friend, just to take your time out to come be on the podcast. You've done it many times. You came and you you helped uh, give give my, my my gym inspiration with a special video for the, the Banana Beach, and we, we did a big surprise for my, my guys here in AK Thailand. You did a special video for them which they loved you always say yes you always take care of people you're always helping out and i appreciate you being on the podcast again and, and sharing your information with everybody they're going to love it they're going to love this the show and, and everything that you had to say i appreciate it catching up with you man because I, I miss you too so I, i'll see you soon and, and good luck with your camp i'll miss you back brother i gotta swing out there man i'm a kid i'm gonna get a couple w's and i'm coming out coconuts and um seasoned chicken yeah, stay, stay safe, train hard, brother. I'm, I'm rooting you on from here. I'm going to be promoting the shit out of your fight, and then I'll be watching, man. I'll be watching and rooting you on. All right, my man, be blessed. All right, take care, brother.